This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Thanks for being with us. Mo Moten, Scott Branson. We are dissecting one last time before we move on to week three in the Tennessee Titans on Thursday. Today, we're devoting our time talking about the game that was, analyzing a little more deeply than we do on our post-game show. By the way, thank you for all joining us on the post-game show and, and providing maybe some therapy, at least some anger management <laughs> for you. Mo, it was pretty crazy to see some of the comments in there. Um, and from longtime listeners who are always very positive on the team, on the quarterback, on this who just were in in the throes of despair after that loss. It's tough being a fan sometimes. I get it because, you know, when expectations heighten, when you're disappointed, you know, the, the bottom can fall out. So if this team was expected to only go 6-11, and 11, you wouldn't be hearing that. But because this team was expected to go further into the playoffs, fans are hitting the panic button. No doubt. And and what we want to address here in this second segment of today's uh, Tuesday edition is the coach, Josh McDaniels. A lot of heat coming his way as far as what happened in the second half, preparation for these games. And I want to get to some comments in a minute. But first, overall, Mo, we talked in the first segment a little bit about play calling, about giving Derek Carr some more opportunities through play calling to perhaps create more. When you look at the game that was called, when you look at the first half versus the second half, and then the Cardinal game versus the Charger game, what themes are you seeing that are concerning? 
what did you see that was encouraging from Josh McDaniels in his reemergence as a head coach and as a play caller? The concerning thing is, and this is what I mentioned in the first segment, is the lack of commitment to the run game. I believe going into week three, the Rays had the second fewest rush attempts across the league. Now, I get it. Against the Chargers, you're trailing by double-digit points. You got to push the ball down the field. But as I said, when you're up 20 to zero at halftime, when you're up 23 to seven in the fourth quarter, run the ball. <laughs> you know, and so I understand you got Derek Carr and all of these weapons, but you don't want to fall in love too much with that. You you got a pretty good running back in Josh Jacobs, again, who I believe is is rushing for 4.3 yards per carry for the season. Feed him the football. And the one thing I was surprised is that Jameer White is not getting more run with uh, Brandon Bolden out, but he was going to get more than one carry for two yards. That didn't happen. So that's the one concerning thing for me as far as Josh McDaniels is concerned. The good thing I'm seeing is that the offensive line isn't isn't it's not wrecking the game as I thought it would. Now a lot of people right. thought like the offensive line is gonna be the reason why this team fails. It seems like this team is able to move the ball even with the offensive line not being at its greatest. It's not completely terrible, awful. There are some mistakes there. Mumford had two penalties on one drive, I believe. I believe he had a legal formation, and he had a holding penalty on one drive. I believe Colton Miller got called for a penalty. I believe Parham got called for a penalty, but he's growing. He's a rookie. I get it. And his but first the game at center. His first game right. at center, yeah. Right. So I the offensive line being what it is, considering the players that they have there that are still developing and young, I believe it's not it's not going to impede them from, again, moving the ball and racking up yards and scoring touchdowns. It's just now it's all about execution. Derek Carr is not deadly accurate at this point. I, I think he has to settle down. I think his processing may be a little slow, and that's why he's holding on to the ball. He's trying to make plays. I think that's more of an issue right now than the offensive line. Yeah, a lot of people were calling the offensive line trash again, and I didn't see it. I, I thought, listen, were, are they something to write home about? No. No. But they, they did not. They improved game over game. They improved. The only thing, you talked about the penalties with Munford, and I know I know, long term that's probably the guy, but I don't understand. That got back to the rotation thing. Uh, Cotton was in there, then you put this rookie in there, and suddenly he's committing penalties. So to me, again, that's why you need to have a cohesive unit. You stick with a guy, and you go. You had Cotton and Illuminor in there, and they were doing just fine. Now, maybe something happened, and he, he had, I don't know, an equipment issue, and they took him out, and they just got the guy in. But while you continue to do rotation, that's what happens. You have communication issues. You have guys jumping off the ball pre-snap, and, and that's what happens. Uh, Parham, you understand, and, and he had a good game. But, yeah, that, that's a good take, Bo, because I, I saw so, so many people, because of so much of the conversation has been around this offensive line, they actually improved. I mean, there were good things that happened in this game despite the way it ended, and, and that had to be one of them. Um, when you look at overall, though, we talked about throughout the whole preseason, and you and I both incredibly impressed with the focus on detail, preparation, and discipline as they went through that preseason with, with no penalties, right? They executed well on the field with the second and third stringers for the most part. Uh, we were impressed by that. Then you get these first teams out there, and it seems like that never happened. What can be the cause of that? Is that a preparation issue? I mean, to me, it goes back, and, and I titled this segment, The Buck Stops There. It stops with Josh McDaniels, but something has happened. Something has been lost in translation between what they were doing in camp and what they've done in weeks one and two. I think a lot of that is what you mentioned. is just you're going up against starters now. 
These mm-hmm. aren't second and third stringers competing for jobs. Uh, it's a lot easier to be turnover free and limit your penalties when you're going against guys who may not be on a roster week one. Harder to do that when you're going up against Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Buda Baker, and JJ Watt. You know, so there's yeah. there's a competent there's a competition factor there. And I think Josh McDaniels said this during last week's presser after the Chargers game is that. He could tell guys about penalties all he wants. You know, penalties are going to happen. You're not going to be perfect there. But he guys understand what their job is. It's just a matter of execution. Yeah. And and here, Mo, I want to talk about this, too, with Josh McDaniels, because I, I get the sense, and I don't have any inside information. Let me make that clear. There's been no reports of this. I, I'm just going with a gut feel that there is issues here with communications. Uh, between the, the play caller and the quarterback, the relationship development there, and and it permeates the team. And and let me explain to you why. So after the game, I'm reading uh, the the game stories that came out on Monday morning. Vic Tafer, Vinny Bonsignor both had uh, these quotes. And 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 if you watched the press conference, you heard this too. Um, and they asked Derek Carr about not executing on plays. And this is what Derek Carr said. And there's three comments that I want to I want to read here, and then get you, get your your thought on this. Carr says we did not quote we did not execute each play with de- the detail that I think we should have the way that we did in the first half. Okay, so they didn't execute in the second half. Clearly, that was true. Um, and and so you understand that suddenly there's some loss of focus, right? Is kind of what he's getting at that you didn't pay attention to the detail. And it's a sweeping remark, so he's he's including himself, I would imagine. Then. You, they asked Josh Jacobs, uh, hey, how come you didn't run the ball more? You know, what's going on? How come you're not more involved? And he says, quote, I feel like that's above my head, right? Above my head. I ain't really making that call, okay? So he says that. Then Foster Moreau, and this is the one that I actually, maybe I'm reading too much into it, and you can tell me, Mo. They asked Foster Moe about what the problem is with this offense. Why is it having the issues it's having? Moreau says, quote, honestly, no, he doesn't know why, especially not seeing the film. To be honest with you, it wouldn't really be my place. Wouldn't be my place. My job's my job, right? I'm sorry. It sounds like a BS answer, but it's just the truth. Okay. So there you go. You got a little bit of, you know, like I remember being a teenager and working fast food and all that stuff. And it was like, hey, I need your help. Hey, that's not my job. That's not my job. I'm sorry. I'm too busy for you. I got to do my job, not your job. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to help you either because I just got to do my job. So, so again, to me, it's concerning because you have a leader on the offense, which is your quarterback. You have these amazing amount of talent uh, in that room, a veteran offense for the most part, and you're getting these comments like it's not my job. Um, what do you make of those comments after the game? Sometimes we read too much into it. I get it. But they're so similar in what they're saying. And then what we've heard out of the locker room, too, in the day since it's just odd to me, Mo. I don't know what's going on there. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild, conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, to me, I take it as they don't have any say-so on how the 
game is called. So Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs is to me, Josh Jacobs is basically saying, look, when my number is called, I, you know, I run the ball. Right. I'm not out there, you know, making up the game plan. Basically, that's the offensive coordinator, the quarterback, and the coaches. And same thing I get from Foster Moreau is I'm just going to do what I'm told. I'm not going to go to the sideline. The, these two guys are, are basically saying I'm, I'm not the leader in the locker room when it comes to making these mm-hmm. calls. Yes. And I, I think when it comes down to, to that sort of situation, they should, if they do have gripes with the way things are going, they need to take that to Derek Carr and Derek Carr could take that to Josh McDaniels. There's a chain of command there. Yeah. And, and I get that. And, and I don't disagree with you. I just think though, that it, it's interesting to me because clearly there is some conversation not happening or there's a, there's a, Hey, I can't answer that question because it's not my question to answer, which I respect because, yeah, you don't want a guy speaking out of school, but at the same time, you want to have a locker room where guys will speak up and be self-critical and say, hey, you know what? This is on all of us players. You know what? I have a job to do, and so does everybody else. We all got to look at each other and say, we got to get the job done. And if another guy's not getting the job done, then it's up to us to say, hey, you want to get the job done or we'll get somebody else in there? So to me, maybe it's only two games in, so it hasn't gotten too raucous there in that locker room. But it just concerns me because um, there's not a freedom, I guess, of the players and the relationship with the coaching staff that's implied here, at least, to say, hey, listen, you know, put me in, coach. Let me run the ball. Let me run the ball. Uh, now, he may have, and he's just being a good soldier. I get that, and I respect it to, to one side. But um, it just seems to me when you hear um, Derek Carr talk about the offense, you, you hear uh, Josh McDaniels praise Derek Carr that he's done a great job, and that's not him, uh, but yet doesn't say that it's the play calling either. So uh, I'm just confused. I feel like there's, get, there's conflicting messages coming out of the locker room. Just remember where Josh McDaniels come f- comes from. They're not. <laughs> they're not gonna. They're not gonna say. I think there's. Now this is just me speculating. I don't know this for sure, but I think there's a mandate out there to players. Like, look, don't talk about X's and O's. Don't talk about whose responsibility. Who's you know? If you if you just want to say no comment, say no comment. But otherwise, do not give the media anything to feed off of because. Just like you and I are doing on these microphones, mm-hmm. if a player says something that could be misconstrued or twisted to, to mean something else, it's going to be in headlines. And I think the one thing that Josh McDaniels does not want is distractions. And as I said, he comes from the Bill Belichick coaching tree in New England where they're not going to give you much. They don't want the distractions. They don't want players giving anything to the media. So I think part of that is they just don't want to, as you said, kind of speak out of chain of command or out of turn so that their words can be twisted to mean something else. And now on Wednesday, Josh McDaniels has to get up to the podium and he has to answer questions about what Foster Moreau said after the game, what Josh <laughs> Jacobs said after the game. He doesn't want to have to do that. He wants to spend time and just focus on the game, focus on the next opponent. Yeah, and we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what's going on there. And, and also, I think that you, you have, even though Josh McDaniels has been around the NFL for a long time, of course he had his his bad run in with the head coaching position when he was in Denver. We all know that history, but in essence, he's a first time head coach again. And so how much of this malaise is related to a guy coming in and just not having the experience yet? Yes. The experience he had was so long ago and it was so forgettable that I don't even, I'm kind of even putting it aside, right? He said he learned from it, but again, the day to day running of a football operation on the field 
is not easy. You're relying on your coaches. You make all these great hires, and there are some great hires, I believe, there. But you're all still getting used to each other, and that includes the players and the coaching. How much of this not knowing your team and your team not knowing you, how much of that could be at play here, Mo? Yeah, definitely is a filling out period. Just think about any time you go to a new job or you are at a job and you get a new supervisor or manager or whatever, there's a filling out period that has to go on. Now, they've had a whole summer, but it's different once you get into a game. There are different situations that come up. There are different things that you have to go through and chain of command and how do I approach this player about this situation. So, yes, there is a growing period. But I will say to Raider fans who are worried about the coaching with the Raiders is at least it's not Nathaniel Hackett. At least he's not taking the ball out of Derek Carr's hand. At least he knows to put a punt returner on the field when it's time to, you know, kick punts. At least they're not squandering timeouts because it could be a lot worse. Now, I know that's the bar is low in Denver with that head coach. But uh, I think Josh McDaniel's issue right now is just finding a balance. And I think that goes back to my main point about him is that he needs to incorporate Josh Jacobs a little more as Zamir White. You drafted the guy as your second draft pick in the fourth round, Zamir White. You have a talented running back room. That's one of the things we talked about all summer was Mm -hmm. how good their running back room is, how they're going to have some balance. They established a run in just about every preseason game they played in. So let's see it translate for the regular season because it's only going to help the Raiders if they do. Yeah, it's just – and it's hard because this was a game I think you had to have. It's not a must-win game, to your point, and and you Mm -hmm. walked everybody off the ledge with your your stat busting. But um, it's a game you had to have because now you're going on the road. In Tennessee, I think you you and I both picked them to win that one on the road. Um, I'm not convinced of that. This team – I wouldn't pick this team until they win um, because I think they need to know how to win and they need to – put it up on the scoreboard before I'm a believer that they can win a game. Uh, I think it'll come, obviously. There's too much talent there to, 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 to do that. But then you got to go home and face Denver, right? Okay, that, that Denver looks to be somewhat of a mess, but they have Russell Wilson, and I know a lot of people want to poo-poo Russell Wilson. I still believe the guy is talented and can win a game by himself, like we saw with Kyle Mur- Kyle, Kyler Murray on Sunday. Um, and then you got to go to Kansas City, and then you get the bye. I mean – you, you got to try to get to close to 500 to get out of this thing, I believe, to, to come out of the bye week really with some momentum. Uh, and going to Kansas City is going to be tough, man. They, they're Even without Tyreek Hill, they look good. So it, it's going to be interesting. Now, um, we're going to take our final break here. And when my, Mo and I come back, we're going to talk about Derek Carr specifically. Um, I For those of you who've listened to the show for five years, um, I've never been somebody hard on Derek Carr. When he's not played well, I've said he's not played well. When he's played well, I have. I've defended him against people who hate him just for no reason. But we're going to get into it and talk about I've, I, I went too, I went deep. I, I texted Mo yesterday at lunch. I said, dude, I'm spending my lunch in, in PFF going over Derek Carr. And I know I pre- he probably spit out his water laughing. But um, we're going to go through that, and we're going to talk about Carr's role in all of this. He is not the only one. He's not to blame individually. But we're going to talk about that when we come back to end the show. Uh, once again, do us a favor, if you would, please go subscribe to the show. If you're listening to us on the audio podcast, we certainly appreciate that. Go and subscribe wherever you do. You can always find the link in our profile on Twitter at SNB Today. And click right there. No matter what device you're on, or however you listen to it, you can subscribe to it. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you and hello. 
and uh, hit the subscription, but you also got to hit the notification button for us or you won't even know when we go on. That's how YouTube works. So we appreciate you smashing that one for us and uh, that will get you to us and you can be part of this lively chat that we have every time we have a video up. So we appreciate that. All right, when Mo and I come back, we're going to talk Derek Carr for the rest of the show. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. We'll be right back.